Evening Wednesday, Wednesday, December 18th, and we've got a great lineup of headlines to talk about today because there's a lot of people that are winning, and I'm really upset because my little soundboard guy um, ran out of batteries last night, <laughs> so I don't have my winning um, things, but maybe in post-production I'll put in a winning. Maybe this will be the space. Wow, winning. Did you hear it? <laughs> just joking. All right, so um, first winning article. We're going to get into a couple ones that are just a little off topic as far as young female entrepreneurs go, but I still feel like we can apply it all in our businesses. By the way, that I did I tell you that today's action item, so the daily action calendar at www.dailyactioncalendar.com, um, you can grab the whole calendar. It's, a, it's like a printable of little action item lists that you can check off, go buy them daily, or just do them whenever you want. Um, today's action item is to write down one last win you'd like to earn by the end of the year and commit to it. And I really like that because I, I was starting to get frustrated with my 2013 thinking, this is not where I wanted to be at the end of the year. But looking back, I, I was going through photos for some website stuff and um, looking at both my mom's Instagram and mine, I forgot that we did a lot of the stuff we did at the beginning of the year. It's funny how you just kind of I don't know, it just seems really far away, the time in January, March, you know, February, March, all of that time. Even the summer feels like it was last year to me. So anyway, um, it, I would definitely encourage you if you're feeling a little down about the year to look through your Instagram photos if you're someone like us that scrapbooks kind of like through Instagram of what you do in your business. But anyway, let us know what your big win is. I told everyone on Instagram that my big win would be if a couple contracts were signed and went through so that we could get started at the beginning of 2014. And I'd also love to get my website done too for ovali.tv. But, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, our first headline is food ingredients shift as consumers push for change. And the reason why I thought this was interesting as far as um, young female entrepreneurs goes is that this is a just kind of a pushback for consumers, right? The idea that basically what it's talking about is even like a 16-year-old kid got on Twitter and he said, hey, everybody, we need to um, make sure that the crafter, whoever it is, doesn't include these bugs to make um, red dye. Or I think that was for Starbucks. They were using some kind of red bug. Did you guys hear about that? I remember hearing about it. So anyway, he got on Twitter and said, hey, everybody, no... Um, no uh, no, no red bugs in, in Starbucks, and they, they changed it. So, and it's interesting, this article, it points out the process that goes through these big companies. So I know a lot of young female entrepreneurs that create food products, and um, I just, uh, I think it's, it's, food products are scary right now to me. I think no matter what good changes these large companies are making, I still don't trust them. I don't know about you guys, but like Kraft and, any large company that I feel like might cut corners or in, in any way. And the reason why that I still don't trust them is because, as this article points out, the reason why a lot of this hasn't gone through the press, that they've actually made improvements in their food, is that they don't want to point out the poor quality in their food. <laughs> Which, of course, any business owner is going to be worried about. You don't want to point that out. My husband and I were just talking about there's this movie called Long Way Round um, with Ewan McGregor and another person in it. And he, my husband, is really excited about this documentary that comes out next year that has no famous people in it. And But the guy rides a KTM, and so we were, which is his motorcycle he likes. And uh, I was saying, yeah, but this documentary doesn't have Ewan McGregor in it, so why do I want to watch it? 
And he was like, yeah, but they actually get to ride KTM because the company wanted to make sure that the right riders are riding their bike so it doesn't make the bike look bad. You know, it makes the bike look great. Unlike Ewan McGregor's movie, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix. It's fantastic. It's a long, it's like a a show, um, a long show, documentary show. But they're horrible bike riders. <laughs> they fall all over the place. So um, it makes BMW look a little silly. But anyway, so the same aspect for food. You don't want to point out your your weaknesses or point out that it's not uh, the best it can be. It's all about the power of glamour, right? So anyway, the next topic. Stores welcome holiday shopping procrastinators. This is in USA Today. I liked this one because I am among the store procrastinators. I got some of my uh, holiday shopping done already, but now I'm um, finishing up throughout (laughs) through the next five days. And I know a lot of you probably are in my same situation, but as business owners that are selling stuff, this is great to remember this. And they use some pretty alarming statistics as far as the number of people, the percentage of people that are actually out shopping. The 10 Four of the 10 busiest holiday shopping days will occur between December 20th and December 24th. So, uh, and some of the ways that these companies are, um, are, are trying to lure people in that we can actually take some advice from is that they're using social and their countdown warnings. So they're getting on social media and saying five days left, four days left, that type of a thing. They're targeting procrastinators specifically they're offering free shipping. Now, I wonder how many of you guys offer free shipping because I feel like that is my, I will buy it if I don't have to pay for shipping. And it's all about playing with price so that you're not actually losing money, right? Um, extending store hours is another thing. And how many of you are extending hours? Are you starting to cut back? Uh, so yeah, I'd love to hear about that. But procrastinators, holidays, and I'm, I'm wondering how many of those that are procrastinating are also out, you know, same time shopping online that are looking for things for themselves and getting distracted in other ways that we could maybe capitalize on. So, all very interesting. Happy holidays! (laughs) Uh, So this one is from Inc. and it's 10 ways to make your day extraordinary. And I wanted to pull this one up because it fits very well with our theme, which is Winning Wednesday. We're talking about headlines today. And yes, at Terry J. Moore, she's saying her husband is the last minute guy too. Uh, Chrissy saying her dad's that way. So a lot of you are in that same boat that I am in or your your male male family members are. Uh, I just can't make up my mind about Christmas presents. That's my issue. I just can't make up my mind. So anyway, um, why most founding teams don't... Oh gosh, where did my article go? So this one is about, again, uh, the ways to get happier. Gosh, I went off mobile and it went away. Silly ink. Okay, so this is very, um, really like easy, silly topics. 10 ways to make your day extraordinary. Or it won't let me show. So anyway, I'll include a link to it. It's 10 ways to make your day extraordinary. And it talks about little things like um, making sure that you go out to lunch with someone. Um, What else did it say? I can't remember all of them now. (laughs) But very small little things that you can check off your list that there was really no science behind it or anything like that. I just thought it was a cute a cute little reminder that any day can become a winning day if you if you believe it so and that you actually take action to make it happen. I really liked it. I thought it was cute. It's 10 ways to make your day extraordinary in ink and I'll include a link in the replay. 
So this one, I was so excited to share. I found it last night. It's called Always Be Squinching and Other Tricks from a Portrait Photographer for Taking Flattering uh, Pictures. It's by Dan Solomon, and it's in Fast Company or fastcocreate.com. And it essentially goes through and tells you how to make a good headshot. And if you know me, if you're friends with me on a more personal level, you know that I am the worst picture taker. The worst. There is not a single picture of me that is a good picture because I make the dumbest faces. I stick my tongue out and do all sorts of like embarrassing things. And so he gives you tips on how to look really good. So if you're getting your headshots done for the new year, um, there's even video tutorials about how to squint your face. And then it shows like at the very top. I don't know why I said it like at the very top. It's at the very top of this article. It shows the differences between um, between someone that is is just smiling and squinching squinching. You know what's funny is Ty, uh, again, Tyra Banks was on The View and they were talking about her model faces and I always think it's fun. It's like Zoolander, you know, with his, um, what's it called? The blue ice or whatever. I can't remember what it's exactly called, but she does that and I was, I've always thought it's silly, but it's actually pretty effective if you look through these pictures. People just look better when they make little small changes. So anyway, if you want to have winning pictures, <laughs> then check that article out. And then practice in the mirror, too. I feel like that type of a thing, you really need to practice. Because um, years and years of bad habits getting in front of the camera just doesn't change overnight, right? So, yeah, at Terry J. Moore saying, I don't do selfies for that reason. Well, actually, Terry J. Moore, she, or this, the, Dan Solomon is actually arguing that selfies are great. It, it boosts your confidence and it also helps you with these these little picture taking. So we should all engage in more selfies. It is the word of the year, right? Right. <laughs> and at Ursula, at you, Brenna, saying I avoid selfies. I think I have one and I will use that for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so we all um, should maybe get in uh, the practice of doing more selfies. No. I will not. Uh, but I should practice looking better in pictures because as a business owner, that is pretty important that you look confident in a picture type of an environment. So anyway, Walter Mitty advertising budget used for disaster relief video is my last headline that I want to bring up because I love this man. Um, I've always just, well not always, for the last couple of years I've admired his work. And if you follow young female entrepreneurs, you know I have a big blog post that has all of the quotes from his Nike video. So I'm talking about Casey Neistat, and he has on his YouTube channel his Nike ad. If you haven't watched it yet, I don't know where you've been. It's the one where he takes all of the Nike ad budget and spends it to go around the world. And it's for their um, their fitness bracelet. What's that one called? And uh, so... <laughs> It's funny because I'm not going to buy that bracelet. I have no interest even after watching it to buy the bracelet. But I have bought a pair of Nikes since then. And I used to never be a Nike person. But now I am. So anyway, uh, he did the same thing for Walter Mitty. They came, you know, this new movie coming out with Ben Stiller. Which is just, the trailer, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. It looks beautiful. Like a stunning type of film. And that's inspiring. Uh, my husband's really excited because Ben Stiller goes downhill on a longboard. But he doesn't wear a helmet. Um, and so my husband's excited to see it. So anyway, um, 
Walter Mitty hired him to do an ad, kind of like what he did for Nike. They said, here's $25,000, and he came back. He talks about it in the video, the whole process. He uh, countered their offer saying, this is what I want to do with your money. And it's essentially going to the Philippines and spending all of that money on food and supplies for the people in the Philippines, and he documents what it's like down there. It's about six minutes long, and I just thought it was so creative, and it's using, this is his whole, this is why I'm so inspired by this man. Uh, he uses what he has in front of him, uh, the skills that he's got, and just makes it work. So this guy doesn't know how to use Final Cut Pro. He's still editing on iMovie. Uh, he uses a lot of the time his iPhone or his, this like point and shoot uh, camera when he's just doing like his small videos. He's built out his studio to be something that's practical for him. He hasn't, you know, put thousands in buying like fancy equipment. He ha he makes a lot of the stuff. And he didn't go to school for filmmaking. He was a young kid when he had his own kid. And it all kind of transpired into him getting interested in filmmaking. And he did stuff with his brother. He was on HBO. And then he's getting into ad work. And it's all about storytelling for him. He feels like that's the most powerful piece of it. And then he just makes everything that he has around him work for it. And it's the same thing with the Philippines. He wanted to help the Philippines. And he used what he had. He had an offer for, for um, the Walter Mitty show or the Walter Mitty movie, and he made that work. So I'm always inspired what he, by what he does. It's a, a pretty alarming movie just to see, or the short movie, to see what it's actually looking like in the Philippines right now. My husband uh, did a lot of traveling in South America when he was young, and he was like, yeah, I mean, if those places, if any of them, like Haiti with an earthquake or whatever, it's just, it's just going to be down flat. So uh, anyway... Make sure that you check it out. It's creative. It's winning for sure. Um, one article that didn't make it in because we're running out of time, which is my my grand finale of winning that I'll make sure I include in the link in the replay, is advice from young female entrepreneurs. So young female entrepreneurs, we are totally winning this week because uh, there's an article in Entrepreneur Magazine that's making the rounds that is uh, providing advice from Blingsting and um, a couple other uh, female entrepreneurs uh, that are basically saying how they've used being a young female entrepreneur in order to start their business. And it's like naivety, is that how you say that? Being naive about fundraising was beneficial and knowing your market. And uh, so it was a fantastic article. I'll include the link in the replay. It's an entrepreneur magazine if you search for young female entrepreneurs. So this has been Jennifer Dono with the Daily Live webcast, GenCast. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you join our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it. It's the easiest way to stay in touch with me, with what's going on with young female entrepreneurs, and to get involved. We have lots of ways to get featured. And um, always looking for new ways to show off other cool young women. So make sure that you sign up for that at yfe.me forward slash mailed it. Tweet me at Jennifer Dono. Thank you so much for showing up. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern.